Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and yes, this is episode 200, but it's also not episode 200. So it is numbered 200, but it's actually episode 243 because early on I didn't know what I was doing and the Q&As and the minisodes weren't numbered, so it's not really a milestone, but... But for those of you that love milestones, and I definitely do, we have one coming because July 12th is Primal's second anniversary. But (laughs) can somebody tell me if businesses have birthdays or anniversaries? I'm thinking birthday might be appropriate there because it was kind of born. I don't know. Somebody tell me the right terminology or else it's going to remain a hybrid birthday anniversary. I I, I, I can't believe that it's been almost two years. It has been such a wild ride and so much fun. And yes, July 12th is Primal's second birthday anniversary. We are going to kick off on July 12th a podcast mini-series, and I am going to open up enrollment for the first ever Primal Potential Live Transformation Weekend in November of this year in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. It's the 3rd through the 5th, and I'm going to be sharing all of the details because I've been getting tons of emails about it next week on the podcast to celebrate Primal's second birthday anniversary. And if you want to get the info first, you can get on the save the date list, which is just to save the date. There's not any details available there other than the hotel at which we will have this event in downtown Nashville and the date. You just go to primalpotential.com forward slash save dash the dash date. Today we are doing another book club episode and you guys know I love to read and I read a ton of books like maybe Depending on the week and what's going on, it could be a couple a week, it could be more than that, it could be a little bit less than that, but I am always, always reading. And when I find something that I absolutely love and am crazy about, I want to share it with you. And at first I thought there was going to be a real set frequency to these, but what I have kind of come to conclude since is that I'm only going to do them when I read something that's fantastic and I think to myself, I've got to share this. And it doesn't happen all that much. I mean, I there are parts of books that I really, really enjoy, but it's rare for there to be a full book that I'm like, I, I have to get I have to get this out there. One of the first ones that I did, I think the first one I did, was on the book Always Hungry, which is episode 137. I will link to that over on the show notes at primalpotential.com. Today is a different kind of book. Always Hungry was very much about fat loss and nutrition and hormones and biochemistry and how the body really works and how weight loss really works. 
This is a little bit different. And I'm a big fan of this author in general. In fact, one of his earlier books is one of my all-time favorite books. The author is Ryan Holiday. And his early book that I absolutely love and read repeatedly is called The Obstacle is the Way, based on the idea that obstacles in life, challenges in life, aren't really hindrances, but are actually helpful. They can help us. They can make us better. And that book is based on the philosophy to which I, I really subscribe, though don't perfectly execute, known as Stoicism, classical Stoicism, which is really kind of, I mean, to be Stoic means to really not be manipulated by your own emotions or anybody else's emotions. And so the practice of Stoicism is about overcoming those destructive emotions so you can be more steady, more steadfast, and more in control. Because I know I used to feel like, and heck, some days I still do, feel like I am controlled by my emotions, right? If something gets really bad and I'm, I'm in a frenzy, then the frustration can rule the day or the sadness or the loneliness can rule the day. And Stoicism is about kind of training yourself out of that. So when Ryan Holiday came out with a new book very recently, I had to read it ASAP. And uh, actually, I got the audio book and have since bought the physical book because this is one I definitely want to have a copy of in my own library. So his latest book is called Ego is the Enemy. And from my perspective, it's about getting out of your own way. And of course, I love that because when it comes to weight loss or fitness or health, we are our own way to success, but we are also, and more often, I think, our own way to failure. So I listened to the book on a road trip, and it was one of those things that I thought, I need to share this. This must be a podcast. So what I'm going to do is share with you the primary lessons that I'm taking away from this book that made me think to myself, in fact, I was I was stopping the book repeatedly and making little notes in my notebook about things I wanted to share with you guys. I'm going to share those six primary things. There are certainly more than that that I learned, and I will link to the book over on the show notes at primalpotential.com. Of course, you can just go to Amazon. If you go through Primal, I make like half a penny, you know, but whatever's easier for you. Um, let's dive in. The first lesson I want to share is essentially the basic premise of the book as I see it, my show, my opinion. So this first lesson I want to share is that ego is the enemy of what you want and what you have. Ego is the enemy of what you want and what you have. And Holiday describes your ego as a petulant child. And I love that because as you guys know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you've probably heard me refer to it as our inner toddler. It goes like this, your higher self, your non-ego wants change, wants health, wants to lose weight, wants to be lean and vibrant and energetic, but your ego, your inner toddler or that petulant child is like, but it's not fair. I want a cookie. Everybody else is having a cookie. It's just one cookie, whatever. I'm going to do it today. Just today. Tomorrow I'll be better. And when we don't understand the role of the ego... And when we don't recognize the voice of our own ego, what that internal dialogue is, and is it the ego or is this real? What is this? When we don't understand, we give into it all too frequently. And he talks a lot about the danger of an unchecked ego. And while I don't necessarily agree point for point with everything, I'm, I've never found a book where that's been the case, and that's okay because it makes me think and it challenges me. 
what I take away from it or how I interpret it is that ego can keep us from true success by hiding the truth about our choices and our abilities. Ego can keep us from true success by hiding the truth about our choices and our abilities. And he explains that the one thing that keeps our ego around is our own comfort level. He's got a really great way of explaining the ego. He says that it tells us what we want to hear, when we want to hear it, but it's usually a short-term fix with long-term consequences. The ego tells us what we want to hear, when we want to hear it, but it's usually telling us something that is a short-term fix with long-term consequences. He says it crosses out what matters and replaces it with what doesn't. And if you think about it, this is so true when it comes to our attempts to improve our life and our health. What you really want is to improve your life. What you really want is to make progress. What you really want is to love your body and feel confident. What you really want is to no longer hate looking in the mirror and wishing for something different. What you really want is to lose the weight. What you really want is to stop battling over food choices every day and feeling guilty. But here comes your ego telling you what you want to hear, replacing what doesn't, what does matter with what doesn't matter. It says you deserve a break. You can't be perfect all the time. It's just this one thing. You'll start tomorrow. It's really not that fair and it really won't hurt. It's been a hard day and this will make you feel better. That is the voice of the ego, which leads me to the second lesson that I took away from this book. And that is that humility and reality are the cure for the ego. Humility and reality are the cure for the ego. One of the traps I used to find myself jumping into, not falling into, but jumping into, when I was super deep in the throes of yo-yo dieting, was choosing to be wildly unrealistic. I would sit down and think, okay, well, if I'm super strict, I can lose 20 pounds this month. I can drop two sizes in the next four weeks. I'm going to be so intense and so focused, and I'm going to eat nothing but insert insane and unrealistic dietary rules here. And despite the fact that my unrealistic plans almost never worked, I spent a ton of time crafting them and becoming emotionally invested in them. And he talks about how we need to approach things. And he says, we need to be humble in our aspirations, gracious in our success, and resilient in our failures. We need to be humble in our aspirations, gracious in our success, and resilient in our failures. But unfortunately, I think the traditional dieting pattern is to be unrealistic in our aspirations, to be critical of our success, and feel defeated in our failures, right? So he's calling for us to be humble in our aspirations, gracious in our success, and resilient in our failures, yet most of us feel stuck because we're unrealistic in our aspirations, critical of our own success, and defeated when we fail. It was true for me, and I see it every single day with my clients. We set this bar higher than we can clear. We aspire to eat perfectly, to be super strict, to make no excuses and no exceptions and white-knuckle willpower our way to success because I'm doing it this time. Instead of choosing to be humble in our aspirations and look at small changes that we can make, single degrees of improvement that we can practice until they're effortless, focusing on progress over perfection, right? We strive for perfection, even though if we're honest with ourselves, we know that perfection isn't 
possible and it's not working for us. And then instead of being gracious with our success and celebrating our wins and looking for victories, it's never enough. It's never fast enough. It's never good enough. It never compares to what somebody else is doing or it never compares to the standard of perfection to which we were aspiring. What if we celebrated the small wins? What if we looked for victories every day? We can choose to be resilient in our big and small failures instead of being defeated. How does it help you to beat yourself up every day, right? How does it help you to beat yourself up over what you ate yesterday? How does it help you to fixate on a choice you aren't proud of? Here's a hint. It doesn't at all. It just uses up your energy and creates a negative frame of mind. Be resilient in your failures no matter what happens there's another choice coming. There's another opportunity coming. I was talking on the phone, I don't know, the other day uh, with one of my clients and I was encouraging her to stay mindful of the fact that every next choice is a new chance. And I was telling her, make that a mantra. Every next choice is a new chance. You don't have to be defeated because every next choice is a new chance. And I was asking her to really question the negativity that she had in her mind and ask herself, is it true? You have to get real with yourself. You know, she was in a place where she was saying, I, I wish I could just eat whatever I want to eat. Is that true? Because I know how amazing you feel when you get to wear a beautiful outfit to an event instead of just wearing whatever fits, right? So is it true that you really just want to eat whatever you could eat? Because I think that you actually really love what happens in your life, what happens to your body when you're a little bit more disciplined and focused. So Holiday shares some really awesome quotes in this book, and I'm always looking to find new perspectives and the lessons of others, and so I'll share a bunch with you in this episode. But one of the ones that I thought was particularly powerful was a quote that Holiday shares from Adam Smith. And he says, he is a bold surgeon whose hand does not tremble when he performs an operation on his own person. And he is often equally bold who does not hesitate to lift the mysterious veil which hides from his view the deformities of his own conduct. So kind of breaking this down, basically it's a bold surgeon whose hand is steady when he's operating on himself, right? But what is equally bold is the person who doesn't hesitate to Stop lying to themselves to look at the things that are holding them back. Are you willing to lift the veil that hides the deformities of your own conduct? Are you willing to look at the ways you're covering up the lies you tell yourself that hold you back? Another powerful quote that really moved me in this book was, humility engenders learning because it beats back the arrogance that puts blinders on. Humility engenders learning because it beats back the arrogance that puts blinders on. When we say we don't know everything and maybe we really need to reevaluate some of the stories we've been telling ourselves, that engenders learning because it prevents the arrogance that puts your blinders on. When you just have your blinders on, you're telling yourself the same lies over and over and over again, and you're not willing to say, what are these stories that are really holding me back? Are you willing to look at that BS? When my clients tell me after a rough night or a series of choices they don't feel good about that it was just because they didn't care, 
I know that's not true. I know that's a lie because I know them well enough to know they care a whole hell of a lot. They're just lying to themselves because they don't want to face the truth. They don't want to lift the veil. And total sidebar here, that is one of the primary focuses we'll have at the Ascend weekend event in Nashville this fall, lifting the veil so you can see the lies you're telling yourself because it's the first step for change. So many times we don't know how to figure out what those lies are. And one of the things I'm really good at with my clients is saying, yeah, that's not true and not helpful. And that's one of the big things we'll focus on in Nashville and one of the big reasons that I'm keeping the group small so that I can help coach through those lies. All right, the third lesson I want to share from this book, Ego is the Enemy, is engage in activities that move you forward and work to eliminate activities that don't. And obviously that seems pretty common sense, right? Do more of that which moves you forward, do less of that which doesn't. But how many things do we continue to spend time and energy on that don't move us forward? If we could eliminate those things, how much more time would we have for progress, for the things that do move the needle? He tells this story of an author that was working on a book and the author said, when he was talking about wasting time browsing the internet, doing research on Twitter, on Facebook, whatever, he said, it didn't earn me any money, but it felt like work. And I used to feel that way with diet planning. It didn't get me any results, but it felt like work. And so many times we fall into that trap of doing, 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 and so we feel productive, but it's not the kind of work that's going to get us the results that we want. I would plan diets compulsively. If I eat this at this time, and then again at that time, and absolutely nothing else, and if I work out at this time, with this frequency, at this intensity, for this duration, I'll lose three pounds a week, and by the end of the month, blah, blah, blah. But those plans didn't work, but I felt like I was doing work as I created them. And Holiday makes the point in the book that talk depletes us. Talk depletes us and talking and doing fight for the same resources. I would say the same thing of obsessive planning. Now, granted, there is some planning that is very helpful. That's not what I'm talking about, but you know what I mean. If you're always researching the next latest, greatest diet, then that is probably something that is depleting you. Talking and doing fight for the same resources. And I see this all the time with my clients. They spend their energy beating themselves up over yesterday. They spend their energy worrying about how much progress they can make in the next four weeks, or they spend their energy doubting whether or not they have what it takes, or evaluating what everybody else is doing, or debating 16 different opinions on resistant starch, and then asking me what I think. Thinking and doing fight for the same resources. We complain and we search for answers and we give stories and we justify when we could be taking action. He says that the relationship between work and chatter is that one kills the other. If you're chatting, and this could be thinking, uh, thinking about it too much or talking about it too much or planning too much, if you're chatting, that kills your work. And if you're working, that kills your chatter. The fourth lesson I took away from the book is basically the essence of stoicism. Be more objective and less emotional. I'll be the first one to say that I am a very passionate person. I'm passionate about my work. I'm passionate about my goals. I'm passionate about food and fitness. But there's one thing that has changed for me very much in the past couple years since I've lost a lot of weight, 
and I don't think I pinpointed it prior to reading this book. So it was very helpful for me. When I was at my heaviest, when I was obese, I was passionate about weight loss. I thought about it constantly. I read about it constantly. I wanted it more than I wanted anything else in my life. But that passion was super emotional, right? And therefore it was volatile. There was fear, doubt, anger, regret, shame. I have the same passion now, but it's far less emotional, which means that it's more productive. I can hone it. It is an asset. My passion is an asset, whereas before my passion was a liability. And for so many of my clients, and I would imagine for so many of you, maybe your passions, your desires, your goals are actually liabilities, not assets for now because they are too emotional. They're at risk, your goals, your objectives, because... If you're down, you're in a funk, you're not doing the work. And if you're up, maybe you aren't being realistic or measured in your approach. So Holiday gives some great guidance here. He says that purpose is passion with boundaries. I didn't have those boundaries before. It was totally chaotic and therefore a real liability for me because it was too emotional. Purpose is passion with boundaries. And then he says you also need realism, which he says is detachment with perspective, detachment with perspective, not being emotionally attached to your goals to the point that it holds you back, to the point that it is a liability. Because this unbridled passion that I used to have when I really, really wanted it but wasn't doing anything, it's not sustainable. It's frantic and it's not strategic. You need to have goals, desires, aims, enthusiasm about the goals that you have, yes, but you also need to have boundaries and you need to have this realism, this detachment with perspective. This is the essence of being committed to the daily work without being attached to the daily results. And I think that is so powerful. The fifth lesson is one I talk about often on the podcast, but he teaches it so well in the book. And that is, it's about what you do, not what you have. He shares this Latin phrase, which obviously I geek out on because I used to study Latin in high school and in college. And the phrase is, materium superabat opus. Materium superabat opus. The workmanship was better than the material. And before we apply this and really look at what the heck does this have to do with anything, let's look at what it means. If you have a craftsman, a woodworker or a metal worker or a glass worker, and we look at this phrase, the workmanship was better than the material. It means that what he did with what he had was superior to the materials themselves. And this is so huge because, guys, it's not about your genetics or your age or your menopausal chaos. It's not even about the specific diet to which you subscribe. It's your workmanship. It's your consistency. It's your process. It's your attitude. It's your mindset. It's what you do with what you have that makes the difference. It's not about what you have. Stop disqualifying yourself because of the material, because it's more about the workmanship. The sixth and final lesson I want to share is one that I also shared with my VIP list a couple days ago, and that is that the work is never done, and that's not a bad thing. So many people will hear that the work is never done and sort of take a big sigh like, oh, forever? I have to do this forever? No, the work is never done, and that's not a bad thing. 
He gives an analogy of sweeping your home, right? And this is how I shared it um, to my VIP email list. Imagine you sweep your whole house today. You move the furniture, you do a great job. The floors look immaculate afterwards. You've spent your time, you've spent your energy, you did the work and it shows. But then what happens in a few days? You see dust bunnies, crumbs, you need to sweep again. And at that point you have some options. Number one, you could grab the broom and sweep again. Or you could choose not to and watch the dust bunnies grow in the corners. Or, and maybe, and, you could get all pouty and focus on how it's not fair because you just swept. Or you could beat yourself up because this must mean that you suck and you did something wrong the first time because it didn't stick. Option number one, grabbing the broom and sweeping again, gets the job done and conserves your time and your emotional energy. Option number two, ignoring it and watching the dust bunnies grow, creates more work for you down the road. It's going to take you longer and more energy to do it if you just wait and let it accumulate. Option number three, getting all pouty and saying it's not fair because you just did it or making it about you and the fact that you must not have done it right. Option number three is a total waste and has nothing to do with reality. There are dust bunnies that need to be swept. And I really feel like this is so true when it comes to taking care of our health. Maybe we did it yesterday. We ate well, we worked out, we felt really proud of ourselves, but today's a new day, so you have choices. You can do the work because it needs to be done today, or you can focus on the fact that you did it yesterday, which means you should be off the hook today because you did it yesterday. And, or you can huff and puff about how you've been so good and it's just so hard and put it off and allow the work to accumulate. The work has to be done every day. And that's not fair or unfair. It just is. We have to sweep every day. And if we put it off, it gets harder. The work accumulates and then it takes more time and effort. And if we get emotional about it and we argue about how it's not fair or it's not easy, we're wasting time and energy when we could have just picked up the broom and done it. Keeping up is easier and faster than catching up. So instead of waking up frustrated about the work or resenting the effort it takes, leave the emotion behind and do the work that needs to be done. So the book again was called Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Um, You can get it on Amazon, you can get it in bookstores. Of course, you can link to it over from Primal Potential on the show notes. I will have it there for you as well. I want to remind you that Primal's birthday slash anniversary is coming on 7-12 and we're going to have a special podcast mini-series. We're also going to be kicking off the 50 spots for the first ever Primal Potential Transformation Weekend, which it's going to be absolutely epic and life-changing and blow your freaking socks off. And I say that with 10,000% confidence. So if you want to be the first one to get that info, because there are only 50 spots, I know initially said 100, but I changed my mind because I want it to be smaller and more powerful. You can go to primalpotential.com forward slash save dash the dash date. And definitely do not miss the podcast the week of 712. They are going to be really special. What I ate yesterday, all the cold brew coffee because it was hot and I didn't have AC. And then I got takeout, uh, which was, I'm not cooking without the AC, but now I have AC so I can get back to cooking. That's why all these like pictures on Instagram of restaurant meals, it's not usually my style, but without AC, I'm not cooking. Um, So I had buffalo Brussels sprouts that were spicy and crispy and amazing and a Cobb salad. And then dinner was tuna ceviche with avocado and spicy peanuts and a wasabi crema that was amazing. And again, the pictures of this stuff are all over on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. So 
Next week is the week. We've got a few more episodes this week before we go into the birthday anniversary week. And I'm just really honored that you're here with me and you have been for the last couple of years. And it is only going to get better and better and better and better and better. And I really mean that. So thanks so much for your love, for your support. I'll chat with you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.